<laughs> um, little ones, four to eight. Jan and Wendy, y'all can go ahead and go on back. Thank you for taking them today. Bless you guys. They're excited to go. Hallelujah. Wow. We just love his presence. And uh, I want to encourage everybody just to acknowledge the presence of the Lord in your life every day, you know, normal work days and stuff. Um, but when we gather, there is a real corporate anointing and a real corporate presence of the Lord. Uh, he's promised to do that. So two or three, yes, but acknowledge him in your everyday life that the presence of God doesn't uh, come and go. He's with us always, yes. And so he is so beautiful. Um, today I'm going to continue on. I'd call this part three of the kingdom of God and holiness. And I just want to encourage everybody, don't grow weary in doing good, okay? Don't grow weary in doing good, um, the kingdom of God has literally broken into this present age that we live in through our Lord Jesus Christ with salvation and reconciling power and healing and deliverance and restoration as Holy Spirit brings all under Jesus Christ's sovereign authority. We need to recognize and know the kingdom of God has literally broken into this present age. Yes. So let's go to Mark chapter 1. That's why Jesus led his disciples to pray, Father, holy is your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, correct? And so Mark chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 9 through 15. It says, it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit drove him, Jesus, into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Verse 14, and now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and he said, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand, so repent and believe in the gospel. This is power. And a very fast version of what really took place with the Son of God. And the kingdom of God has broken into the present age. And Jesus declared it that the time is fulfilled. He declared it. These words in red. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has broken through. He said, so repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel, correct? 
Do not be ashamed of the gospel of the kingdom, ever. Do not shrink back. So we can't grow weary in doing good. This morning, the goodness of the Lord is just really manifest of how good God is. Because the scripture says that God is good. So it doesn't matter what anything anybody else thinks or says or what happens in this life. We settled it in our heart once and for all when we believe in the Lord Jesus that God is good and he saved us from our sins. Go to Colossians chapter one. It's his goodness that led us to repent. We've talked about this. We only believe because the spirit of holiness was granting us a repentance to come out of darkness. Colossians one, we're gonna start on verse 13. All right, he says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, and by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him all of the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross, and you, who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and you're not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. These words of life are so full and so rich The glory of the Lord rests on these words that were breathed and inspired by Holy Spirit as to what God has really done through Jesus Christ. He has the preeminence here in holiness because the spirit of holiness set him apart. And through all of his works, the preeminence of Christ in creation, in individuals, in peoples, in his church, all in all, everything that's been created, past, present, and future, 
Everything is in God, in Christ, and Jesus Christ has the headship and the lordship. We sang earlier, we bow down and we cast our crowns before his throne. That's throne room worship. We confess and know that Jesus is Lord. And the scripture says that every knee will bow. Right now, not every knee is bowing to Jesus' lordship, but every knee shall bow. And what a privilege and honor that we would be called to himself and that we can bow our knee now. (laughs) Better to bow our knee now than in the judgment. You understand? So you hear this preeminence. The kingdom of God is broken into this age through the Lord Jesus. Holiness has come to the planet as Holy Ghost rested upon Jesus to bring the kingdom. And it is the spirit of holiness that has sanctified us, preparing us for him forever and ever. These verses, I encourage you, stay here, read it, soak in it, bake in it, look at it. Let your eyes be open to see the glory of God. There is nothing above him. Amen? He is all and in all. Holy Spirit is sanctifying us every day. And the spirit of holiness shall reign supreme in the last days. We've been talking about this. As God's children shine as stars in the sky and as lights in the darkness. Why do we shine? How can we overcome? How can we have the preeminence if not be for the spirit of holiness in us? The spirit of holiness shall reign supreme. The spirit of holiness shall reign supreme in these last days. The darkness cannot overtake the light. Nothing can overtake Holy Spirit. No one can defeat Christ in you, the hope of glory. God's children shall shine as stars in the sky, as lights in the darkness. And the dead form of religion, which denies the power of God, cannot hold the glory of God. That's why every form of godliness will fall. Okay? Go to 1 Timothy 3. 1 Timothy 3. See how it's fashioned and formed into the image of Christ. (laughs) That's it. It's a person. Hallelujah. And I need to say that's 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 5. He says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, Headstrong, 
haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of a gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning, yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That is amazing. We've read through the scriptures, through these three messages, like words. He's speaking the same thing over and over again, helping the saints understand that in this current age, this is what the enemies of God look like. This is what the flesh looks like. This is representing the spirit of the world and what the God of this age looks like. And then what's above that is the great Holy Ghost working in, with, and through the church. Hallelujah. Because he's Lord in the church. I'm going to give you a quote taken from an author, Paul F. Evans, on holiness. He says, the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus confronts and challenges the present age through the transformed lives of God's people. Well said. <laughs> the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus confronts and challenges the present age. The present age. The present age. <laughs> Whew. Through the transformed lives of God's people from generation to generation who are empowered by the indwelling presence of God's spirit among them and in them. The kingdom of God in Christ Jesus confronts and challenges. We're not on the defense. I'm just saying. You hear me? <laughs> the spirit of holiness when he raised Christ from the dead was not out of defense. It was an offensive move from heaven to raise the king of glory. Right? And it was an offensive, planned premeditated before the beginning time in God's heart to allow his Holy Ghost to come and live in us and make us holy as he is holy. Amen? The kingdom of God in Christ Jesus confronts and challenges the present age through the transformed lives of God's people. We are empowered by the indwelling presence of God everywhere we go 24-7. With us and in us, there is nothing greater than the spirit of holiness in us. There's nothing greater than the light of God. No matter how dark it gets, no matter what places you, your feet go in darkness, the light is always greater. Yes? The spirit of holiness is transforming power, working within us. God's righteousness within us. God's Holy Ghost is working his righteousness in us. We've already been made right with God through the blood of Jesus. We're clothed in his righteousness. We have access to the throne of grace because of his righteousness. We have access to the throne of grace because of his blood. He's already made us right with God. Yes, that's truth. And because of this, we continue to be transformed into his image and likeness. He's changing our conduct <laughs> and our attitudes and our hearts and our lives. That's the ongoing work. So don't kick against the goads. I say, yield to him, submit, let him do the work. 
Holiness is the nature and character of the kingdom. Holiness is the nature and the character of the kingdom. And it's on display in this current age. No doubt about it. Holiness is the nature and character of the kingdom. It's what sets us apart. That's what makes us different. There's a big difference between light and darkness. Holiness is the nature and character of the kingdom on display in this present age. And that's what we read in Mark because the righteous one came. And the spirit of God fell and came from heaven, rested upon him. And God Almighty said, that's my son. Yes, you see the Godhead working in unity so that light can invade this age. And no matter how you feel about it, you are an overcomer and a transformer and the light of God is in you. Even if you've just been born again. He changes our conduct and attitude of our hearts. And that's the journey of love. Deliverance 101, right? Holiness is the nature and the character of the kingdom. It challenges sin and evil that grips much of the world. And the world shakes. The spirit of the world is scared, (laughs) threatened by, and on defense to the light of God in you. You've heard me say this over the past two Sundays. It challenges sin and evil that grips much of the world. The spirit of holiness challenges sin. It's challenged sin in our lives. Until we bow our knee and we fall on our face and we repent of our sin and we're washed and cleansed from it. Yes. And then we become the victorious over this. He offers relief and freedom through a risen Christ to those who are dying in their sins. And gives real assurance that God will lift the penalty of his judgment from all who repent and turn to him. Oh, hallelujah. That's our hope. That the certificate of debt that's been sealed against us, right? Having to pay for our own sin has been removed, nailed to the cross. That's why we need to be thankful every day for our great salvation. That's glorious. The spirit of holiness. just want you to sink in here is transforming power that is working within us, God's righteousness. He's changing everything about us. And you know when he changes you. You know when your whole attitude changed. We all know. We know when we're rebuked, when we're corrected, when we're disciplined and loved by the Father. He uses authorities to do this. He uses one another. He uses, I mean, we read the whole disobedient to parents more than once. He uses parents to discipline our children, to raise them up in the Lord. Yes. And we are his children. And so therefore we should submit fully to this. It's not a dead work. It's not an empty form. Go to 2 Corinthians. There's an invasion that has taken place of the earth and it's not aliens. kingdom of heaven is at hand, Jesus said. He said, repent and believe in the gospel. That's what he said. And that's our message to the end of time, period, right? Second Corinthians chapter six, verse three. Okay. Second Corinthians six, verse three. He says, we give no offense in anything. 
Everybody's like, well, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> we give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. We talked about the stumbling block of offense, right? And Christ himself is a stumbling block of offense because he chose under the spirit of holiness to go to that cross and submit to the Father's will to save us, right? We could not be saved in our own works. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. Verse four, but in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. Every saint needs to commend yourself and know that you are ministers of God. Yes, and yes, there are ministers or fivefold offices, but every saint a minister. Remember Ephesians 4. In all things, in all things, in all things, in the spirit of holiness, we need to know we are ministers of God, for God in this present age. Correct? And in much patience, here's the world, in tribulations, in needs and in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, <laughs> by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, verse 9, as unknown and yet well known, as dying yet behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. Verse 11, oh, Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you have been restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, you also he be open. Verse 14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them, and I will walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So therefore, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. Wow. 
and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Chapter 7, verse 1. So therefore, having the promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. That's it. That comes back down to our job. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. We are co-laborers with Christ. We are co-laboring in this work, but it is the spirit of holiness that does the work. I cannot make myself clean. Yes, we're only made clean through the blood of Jesus, through the name of Jesus, but our faith connects with heaven. That's that repent and the kingdom of God invades this present age. Beloved, hear the depth. This present age. There is an age to come. Yeah, but the work starts now where God Almighty chose to bring in his holiness to the planet to save us to the uttermost. Let the spirit of holiness have his work in us. In the fear of the Lord. You can hear it. You can go through. Please meditate on these verses. Because, I mean, they just hit one thing after the next. Just boom, 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 boom. Go through these. Read them. Lord, how does that apply to me? What have I walked through in this? Where have I stood? Because you have to stand. You cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of being holy because the world will persecute you and mock you, call you all kinds of evil things because you walk with God. He says, come out from among them. Be ye separate. There is no fellowship anymore between a believer and an unbeliever. Two different kingdoms, two different gods. You understand? And that's that reality but it's not that you are above all in pride. He's like, now go save the lost. <laughs> That's a mission of Jesus. Even as we were transported out of darkness, right? We're doing the same for others. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the spirit of holiness when you have to say no. When you have to say not mine, when you have to pull down strongholds and cast out demons, when you have to deliver and you have to be ostracized, persecuted for your faith, and they say all kinds of evil against you. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. That's what Jesus said, right? How good is God? First Thessalonians chapter three, verse 13. I'm going to read this one verse out of the New Living. He said, may he, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with all of his holy people. Wow. This is a blessing, church. May he, Jesus, as a result, make your heart strong. He's making our heart strong. Say, he's making my heart strong. See, we're not, we're not a dead work. We're a living being. We are the body of Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost lives in us, and he can overcome anything, anything. 
Make your heart strong. May he make your heart strong, steadfast, immovable, blameless, blameless, blameless. You know what that means? Without blame. And holy, holy as you stand before God our Father. As we do what? As we stand. As we stand before God the Father. There is no way we could ever stand before God Almighty other than through our Lord Jesus Christ and the great Holy Ghost who has made us his own. You cannot stand before God Almighty. Right? We stand blameless. We stand holy. And he's going to come again with all of his holy people. All of heaven's full of holy people. (laughs) And it had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with Christ. And the spirit of holiness. And this is the message of what she's saying right now. And laboring amongst us. So our lordship, our knees bow to the spirit of holiness. As he works in us. And as the great days grow dark, there's nothing new under the sun. Don't act like something new is happening to you. Right? (laughs) Since the garden. And Adam and Eve walked in that glory. And they had a choice. The same choice resides in us today. You can choose the spirit of holiness, which I promise us all. He will usher in the age to come. In the glory of the Lord. And our eyes are fixed on that glory. Not the spirit of this age. Not the God of this age. Not the darkness of this age. You have to see that we have already overcome. Through the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony, loving not our own lives, even unto death. We have to give our lives to Christ daily. Amen? So let's stand up and let's pray and let's receive these words of encouragement. Father, I thank you that you do above and beyond anything that we could even hope, think, or imagine. You are the God of the impossible and you make all things possible. And we have faith in God and we put our trust in God and we believe God and stand. Therefore, we stand as lights in the darkness, overcomers. And we honor you, spirit of holiness. And as we release these words, I know that you will minister to each and every person from the oldest to the youngest. And we renounce all ungodly forms of godliness that have no power and deny that power. But we open our hearts to receive the power of God that has invaded the age through Jesus Christ. And we attend to your words, Lord Jesus. You open the heavens through your obedience. You opened the heavens when you took your stand against Satan himself and all of his lies. You opened the heavens and the angels ministered to you. And they ministered to your body through the same stand. And stand we will. Seal your words in our heart. Encourage the faint-hearted. Bless us, Lord. Bless us indeed. And we thank you for it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless all of you. I love you bunches. If you need prayer... We're here. And the candles and Christians last Sundays today. Are you candles? That's what I just called you. Come on up here. Thank you. 
This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.